Hi, welcome back to another episode of Passing Through a Vegan Door. This episode is brought to you by the Earth. It wouldn't be possible without you, because we'd all be dead. I haven't done a solo podcast in a while. I think the last five or something has been with people that I've sat down and talked with, um, which is cool because I started this podcast just on my own. And, you know, it was for me to be able to sit down on my own and just kind of talk about things that I care about because I think it's a good stress reliever. It's a good kind of, you know, coping mechanism for day-to-day life. You know, especially veganism is something that is constantly at the kind of forefront of my thinking um, and it can be draining. Um, So it's good to kind of offload a lot of that into a microphone and hopefully people might listen to it and take something from it. I think I might have said this in the first one. When, when I, I started this when I um, broke my leg. And then around the same time I was doing counselling and they said, you know, the, the best thing for me to do is to have a journal and note down how I feel, how the day is gone, blah, 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 you know, just to kind of deal with day-to-day things that at the time I was quite struggling with. Um, but I tried it for a day, maybe two, maybe even three, but it didn't work out. I, I, I don't have the patience. I'm very impatient and I get bored very easily and I don't know, it just wasn't working for me. Um, but I've always taken videos and kind of recorded things and I think, I, you know, I thought maybe this would be better for me to do. And it's kind of turned, this podcast has turned into, you know, something so cool we're you know we're getting a lot of listens every month um which i didn't expect and i get messages from random people all around the world now saying you know they've listened to my podcast and they've taken something from it which is amazing i've wanted to do an episode on the environment the reason people turn to veganism you know there's kind of three main reasons it's like the holy trinity of veganism You've got the animals, which was my first two episodes, and the fourth one, um, all about animals and why they're pretty cool and why we probably shouldn't be killing them like we do. Um, The other one is, you know, the diet side of it and the health side of it. I did one on diet, uh, but that was just kind of a nice conversation with my friend Michael. That was episode three. Um... And the third one is the environment. So they're kind of three reasons why people turn towards veganism. So yeah, I want want to do one on the environment as well as health. So hopefully I'll do that one in the future. So I thought it'd be nice to sit down and talk about the environment. The environment is actually one of the initial reasons why I started looking into veganism. Um, Because I, I started to make that connection of, you know, the environment is pretty cool. It's how we survive. 
Um, and we're destroying it. I wonder how we're destroying it, I asked myself. And when I started to look into it, I found that the way that we eat our food and consume byproducts of animals is destroying the world. Um, how, I hear you ask, I will tell you, I reply. Um, I sounded just like my dad then. Um, the environment is, is kind of a long, boring word. Like, how many letters is it? It's like a million letters long. Like, people don't have the attention span to listen to a word that that's long. I, I, I'm talking about myself as well. You say the environment, and I, I'm already on my phone doing something else. And it, it sounds very, you know, school-like, you know, teacher telling you what to do with the environment. We should we should care for the environment. You know, that's boring. Do you know what I mean? But the environment is is everything it's 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 the world that we live on and we've kind of separated ourselves so much from the environment that it has just become another word you know once we understand what the environment is and the importance of it to us you know once we once we give meaning and and kind of a personal touch to something that's when we start to take an interest so that's kind of what i did so Kind of first off, the two kind of big words, the weather and climate. So the, the weather is kind of day-to-day -day stuff, you know, rain and wind and sunshine and things that we just know what weather is. And then there's climate. So climate is kind of long-term changes of weather. So, you know, you kind of look over the last 100, 200 years, 1,000 million years, you know, how has the weather changed over time um and it's kind of like the temperature of the earth you know things like that so you know you know the earth is getting hotter um and you know even the slightest change of temperature of the earth can make an amazingly big impact on the weather you know and there's so many kind of people who deny climate change um but you know there's so much evidence to show to to prove uh, climate change, you know, you just have to look at the records, you know, of storms and floods and droughts and heat waves. That the, those kind of changes in those weather patterns, that is what climate change is. You know, you can just look at the the records that have been kept by people for so many years. Um, you can look at things like ice cores. So what we do, we go where it's really icy, you know, like in the Arctic or Antarctica, and um, we put these big tubes really deep into the ice and that is what an ice core is and then you basically pull out this basically looks like a big pringles can if you can imagine that of ice um, and then where the seasons change there is a gap in the ice core so you know four seasons in a year um, during that year you know this the, the um, water freezes, you know, it's ice, then it melts, uh, and so on. During those changes where the ice melts, you can see gaps in the ice from where it's kind of settled on top. So say if you've got, you know, four of these gaps, it's kind of, you can see how many years ago that was. So the deeper you go down, there's just these records that you can go down and have a look at. So you can go back hundreds, you know, thousands of years and we can see that the seasons are changing year by year. You know, that's proof 
that the climate is changing. You know, we can also look at animals in the environment. Um, so I kind of use this argument with my stepdad who, who kind of struggles to grasp the idea of climate change because, you know, if you just live in a small town and you go to the same shop every week that's still there, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, you go to the same pub every week, you can't see these changes in front of you. And it's difficult to kind of comprehend the bigger picture of climate change because it is it's scary and it's sometimes difficult to comprehend. But if you kind of have a look at animals in the environment, there's been many studies, you know, if you just look at like a random reptile or a bird on top of a mountain, you know, in the Himalayas, um, you can kind of see that they are spending less time in certain areas and that you know the the population is declining because of certain weather conditions um or if you just look at kind of certain marine mammals like whales and things like that that have been tracked for many many years um because of things like fossils we know that a certain you know species has lived in this area of ocean for thousands you know if not millions of years um because you know when a whale dies it just goes to the bottom of the ocean and it kind of fossilizes and we have um you know evidence of that as well as you know technology is crazy now you can you can kind of take dna samples from the water and you can tell that an animal has stayed in this area for thousands of years we can now see that these species are moving to different areas for the first time and you can kind of um, compare that to how the climate is changing. You know, in that area, you know, there might be uh, the pH levels might have changed. You know, the, the temperature might have changed. The oxygen levels might have gone down and it's forced them to move when they would have no reason to move. You know, you can kind of see that as evidence as well. You can just look outside, <laughs> you know. It was it's November currently and I was wearing a t-shirt last week. You know, the seasons are changing and it's getting a bit crazy. You know, this year we had one of the hottest days recorded in the history of keeping records. You know, in England we hit over 40 degrees Celsius. In England that is unheard of. You know, when you were in it it felt alien. It didn't feel like you're on holiday. It felt wrong. You know, and anyone who says, oh, you know, we used to have temperatures like that back in the 70s, they're wrong because you can look at the records and you can see that we've never reached over 40 degrees in England. You know, or if people compare it to other parts of the world, oh, you know, in Dubai, it's this hot all the time. Yes, that's because they're closer to the equator. You know, we are in the northern hemisphere, so it should not be that hot. You know, it's crazy. So, yeah. I think a big problem that we have as humans is is that we've dissociated ourselves from the environment. You know, growing up, I I never understood how we're all just here. You know, we go to school, we get a job, we die. How are we all just here? It it, it just didn't make sense, and and there was nothing else that ever existed. I just couldn't wrap my head around it, and I I suppose that's why people, you know, turn to religion because they need an answer you know they need to know why they are here they need a purpose but when you look at it through more of kind of a the eyes of biology uh, and understand that we are just another animal you know we're not above 
the other animals in the world you know we're not above anything you know it kind of makes more sense to me anyway you know we came from the ground and we'll go back into the ground and that's it you know it might not help some people but for me it makes me enjoy the world more for what it is you know it makes me appreciate that the odds of of the world being created and, and us being born into it is crazy so we, we should enjoy you know our time here while while we while we have it like i said the word environment is very boring but it is everything you know we've just built on top of the environment you know so you might care about your house you might care about that you know the building of your favorite pub or the cinema or whatever or the park that you go to everything is sat on top of the environment and we kind of forget that when all we do every day is walk on top of concrete you know we've made that concrete just under it is the earth if that wasn't there then we wouldn't be there there was not there's nothing for the concrete to sit on and i think we have definitely started to take note of this in the last kind of you know 20 30 years you know the science has been around for a long time that we as humans are destroying the world and the environment that we live in but i think it's it's starting to pick up a little bit of pace that's evident in kind of people like me taking more of an interest in it than i did when i was a little bit younger um it's becoming more mainstream i guess um which is which is only a good thing really you know there's things like um cop which is uh, the conference of the parties, you know, for like three decades now, uh, the United Nations bring together the countries of the world um, to discuss climate change and, you know, what's to be done about it. Um, There's a lot of hypocrisy around this because it's just big, important men in suits gather around tables and say, yes, we will do this. And then they don't do it. It's just to look good, um, you know, from a political standpoint, but they, you know, fly over in their jets and they eat lamb around a table and talk about it. You know, fossil fuels is a big contributor to climate change. The animal agriculture business is even bigger. You know, that is hypocrisy. Um, and unfortunately, when they're in, you know, the mainstream media and people see that, people won't care about it from my stepdad's perspective he'll see that and think you know if they don't care then why should i care and i can understand it but it's obviously not the right attitude because you know they are um they are hypocrites we can see that they're hypocrites so we should be able to understand that and know that that is not the right way to act and we should act differently to them you know it's our world as well just because the people at the top aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing doesn't mean that we can just, oh, I'll do what I want. You know, it's 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 our future as well. It's our children's future as well. Another thing, uh, that, you know, that the Paris Agreement was created in 2015, which was basically a big important event in 2015 where most countries in the world signed a big important thing that said, we will strive, or our, our country will strive to reduce our impact on the environment to ensure that the temperature of the earth does not exceed two degrees above what it was pre-industrial times 
with the hope that it will stay below 1.5 degrees Celsius above industrial um, levels. And they kind of review it every five years or so and say, okay, what have you done to do this? What are you going to do next time? Um, and again, it's a case of people aren't doing what they promised. America was, it was, and I think still is, one of the only countries to withdraw. Um, that was under Donald Trump's reign, an amazing time in, in American political history. Um, I'm not too sure, but I think Biden wanted them back in, but, you know, it's all just talk, you know, actions speak louder than words. Um, but yeah, that was the Paris Agreement. There's a book called, um, what's it called? It's called, I'll Google it, it's called The Uninhabitable Earth. It talks a lot about that. It talks about, it basically describes a world where the earth goes above 1.5 degrees celsius and and kind of the the catastrophic impacts that would have on the world in terms of floods and rising temperatures and you know that kind of crazy temperature of it being 40 degrees that will become the norm and the world will not be able to cope you know there'll be a lot more migrating up north as basically anywhere around the equator will become uninhabitable so people will move up north um and you know there won't be enough resources for the amount of people to be in such a small area it's not good to sum up let's not do that um it's a good book if you are if you can take heavy reading i got about three quarters of the way through and it, it was just too much information for me so just bear in mind that it is a very good source of information you know it's very well sourced and things like that um but for me i read I got through most of it and, you know, I know enough now to act differently. You know, I, I don't need to know it all. I'm still doing what I'm supposed to be doing in, in terms of helping climate change. You know, I'm a vegan diet. I, you know, I do things to help the world. Um, I don't need to read all the doom and gloom every day because I will want to die. And that won't be good. You know, like I said, I, I a vegan diet is the best thing you can do for the climate you know reducing meat consumption is so important in slowing down climate change you know removing meat from just one meal is like taking your car off the road for a week you know that's how good it is so imagine if you just never ate it never bought it it's, it's so much better the animal agriculture business is a bigger contributor to climate change than the entire transport industry put together Every plane, every train, everything. That's the amount of damage that it's causing to the world. And we'll go into that in a minute. Um, but yeah, we, we can't, you know, we can't stop the Earth climate from changing, but we can slow it down. You know, like I said, some of the, some of the species that I was talking about, they, they can't evolve at this speed. Yes, there's been big changes in climate, but that's over long periods of time. Okay, so we're going to talk about a few things that we can do, as well as what's going on in the world. So I've been in Ireland for about two months now. I'm working at Seal Rescue Ireland. Uh, we're rescuing seals. And Ireland is a very historically poor country. 
um, and the reason why they've kind of gained a little bit of wealth in you know the recent um, history is because of fishing communities and the animal agriculture business. You know, that that's how they've gained kind of status on the world map by trading with Europe. Um, you know, on one hand, it's kind of good for the people in in terms of you know there's more money in in the country than than in previous years. But the damage that it's caused to this country in terms of the environment is is crazy. And when you come here, you can see that just by driving up and down the country, you can see it. Eighty percent of the land is now used for animal agriculture. How crazy is that? And eighty percent of that land used to be indigenous forests you know how amazing would that be that's so cool but yeah it's all been destroyed all been mowed down uh to have big fields and we shove animals into it like cows and sheep and chickens and things like that um so it's not good and and you can literally see when you come here you can see there's, there's just nothing here other than big fields with animals in it um and it's a difficult one because people associate greenery with health you know the environment is healthy because it's green but it's it's not they've just mowed down all the biodiversity all the good stuff that the environment needs just to put one species down which is grass and we put animals on top of it which ruin the environment anyway you know at seal rescue island we give educational talks to the public um and in that talk we we talk about how we as humans are destroying the land that we live on and basically how it how it affects marine life but you know one of the biggest impacts is the runoff from animal agriculture from from farms and that's because we've got so many cows um you know we've got more cows in the world than we have cars we have about 1.5 billion motor vehicles and i think there's like 1.6 billion cows um all of them cows poo spoiler alert in case you didn't know that they all poo <laughs> um yeah so in that poo there is methane now methane is a gas like uh carbon dioxide um but the damage that it does to the environment is so much worse. I think it's like at least 25% worse than carbon dioxide. It might even be more. So if you think about all of the cars in the world giving off carbon dioxide, even if there was the same amount of cows as cars giving off methane as opposed to carbon dioxide, methane is a lot worse. So when we talk about kind of fossil fuels, fossil fuels go up into the atmosphere and they're wrecking it, basically. Um, And if you think carbon dioxide wrecks it a little bit, methane wrecks it a lot. Okay, and the amount of poo that they produce is a lot because we have a lot of cows. So a, a few kind of things that it does that harms the environment is is one, you know, the methane goes up into the air, wrecking the atmosphere. You know, some greenhouse gases are good for the environment. If we didn't have any in our atmosphere, we would all burn to death or freeze to death. Like either one. It, it basically it creates a um a layer around the atmosphere that allows us to be alive um but the problem we have at the minute is there's so many of us we're breeding so many cows there's so we're pumping so much into the atmosphere that it can't cope and it's poking holes in it and it's wrecking it so that means that more um heat rays uh 
from the sun can enter the world. One of the things it's doing is it's melting the ice caps. So it, it sounds simple, but basically it's it's heating them up and it's melting, which is one of the reasons why the oceans are rising. Um, but the th- the problem we've got is that it's it's a is a is a process that speeds up. Okay, so if you imagine the world, a lot of the world is filled with ice, so that's white. And white is a reflective, you know, um, color. You know, you know when it's a really hot day, and your mum says, "Oh, don't wear black because it's really hot," and that's because you, 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 it attracts the heat, it heats up more. So white is good because it doesn't do that. So if the heat rays hit the ice, it kind of bounces back, which is good because it's not heating up the world. But as the, you know, there's more heat rays hitting the world. It, it is melting them, and if um, a surface of ice melts so it's smaller, there's then less reflective surface, and so that what, what then happens is that it hits the water, which is a very dark surface, so it heats up quicker, and then it's heating up the ice quicker, and it's a, it's a process that is just speeding up so quickly we, we, we can't handle it, um, and that's why the world is heating up so quickly. Another problem that we've got with, you know, raising livestock is uh, it, all that poo goes into rivers and then everything ends up in the ocean and it's causing things like dead zones because there's too many nutrients going into certain parts of the ocean like like nitrates and things like that and phosphorus and it's it's basically it's a complicated process but it, it's feeding the algae more and it's draining the oxygen from certain areas in the water you can literally see them that's what they call that's why they're called dead zones because if there isn't oxygen in these parts of the water marine life can't survive there and more and more of these dead zones are popping up and that's that's very much due to the runoff from animal agriculture um so it's not great you know the ocean is is just taking such a big hit you know is Ireland is also one of the biggest um, contributors to kind of raw sewage being untreated and going straight into the ocean. Um, and again, obviously, all, all those kind of pesticides and, and, and terrible things that are heading into the ocean are just are not good. Um, it's simple. It's, it's not what the ocean needs. Uh, it can't cope with that change in, in kind of levels of, of nutrients. And it means that the animals just can't survive that. Kind of a, another big problem is overfishing, or just fishing in general. Like we, we shouldn't fish, um, and we're becoming more and more aware of that. You know, kind of ten ten years ago, we kind of was on to it that we shouldn't be eating animals. Okay, but it was kind of a thing that oh, you can still eat fish as long as it's sustainable. You know, you had things like David Attenborough documentaries where they said, where, where they started to realize and say, you know, we couldn't, we shouldn't be eating animals. I mean, which is obvious on a flipping animal documentary. Don't eat animals. But it also said, like I remember in BBC documentaries and things, you know, as long as we fish sustainably, they can regrow and, you know, repopulate and we can do whatever we want. But. I remember in one of the last David Attenborough documentaries, the more recent ones, even he started saying, no, we literally can't do it. We we can't 
he he admitted in an interview, you know, he used to think that we could fish sustainably, but the more you learn about it, the more you realize that we can't do that. Again, we talk about this on our educational talks at Seal Rescue Island on how overfishing is killing the world and as well as the marine life. So um, one of the things we say is that in Ireland, you know, Ireland including the waterways around it is actually bigger than France, but only 2% of those waters are protected. Okay, and because they're not protected, it means big, scary international fishing boats can come into the waters and take whatever they want. They can do whatever they want, take as much as they want, and it's not regulated. So they use these big nets called trawler nets. Um, and these nets are so big, they can fit kind of like 13 jumbo jets inside it. And they have big weights on them, and they just sit on the bottom of the ocean floor, and they get dragged for miles and miles and miles, and take everything that's in there, you know, whatever it is. That's why bycatch is so big. You know, bycatch is something that they don't want to catch, but do anyway. So, you know, turtles and seals and dolphins and whales... Um, is is a really big problem, and because they're just taking all of that, you know, the populations can't regrow. There's there's no way. It's like if you went into a field full of apple trees, instead of just taking the apples from the tree, you take, you 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 mow down the whole field until there's nothing left. So you get one nice good pick of apples. But that's it. You'll never grow any more again. And it's the exact same thing. If you take all of the fish in the ocean and destroy their habitats, you know, d- destroy the coral reefs that they breed, and you know, it's their nursery grounds, they'll never recover. So it's not only a problem for the fish, but it's a problem for the people who depend on the fish uh, for their livelihood. And you know, it's not a case of you know we want to take. We want to put fishermen out of jobs. We're not sat there thinking, oh, yes, I want them all to be unemployed. That would make me very happy. No, no, they're people. We understand that, you know. But the way that they're doing things now means that they will be out of a job very soon. So many species of fish are becoming extinct because of what we're doing, and we need to change it. It's it's ruining the environment because, you know, you get rid of this fish in the food chain and it means that other things can't eat and you know everything's connected you affect one you know species of animal in the in the ocean many other things are affected in in the food chain you know things like phytoplankton um they produce 50 percent of the oxygen that we breathe you know so there's these big campaigns of planting trees and yeah trees are really good because that's where we get our oxygen from as well but a lot of the oxygen comes from the ocean and we kind of ignore it because it's out of sight, out of mind. But if if we destroy the ocean, we won't be able to survive because the majority of our oxygen comes from these phytoplankton that live at the bottom of the ocean. And if we're wrecking the food chains and wrecking the, 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 the habitat that they all live in, we're not going to be able to survive. And it's just a case of, of getting that message out there you know, the more people that know that, the more people might act differently.
I've, I feel like I can talk about this subject for ages because there's just so much to talk about. There's, there's so many ways that we impact the world. If you think about, I think this week or last week, the population hit 8 billion. How crazy is that? We're obviously going to make an impact. And you can see that in the, in the records, you know, since the population really took off in the Industrial Revolution uh, and we started making a really big impact on the environment, you can see, you know, how other species die as we take off. You know, how um, the damage that has been caused in the environment really took off around that time as well. How temperatures really started to rise around that time as well. We We are the cause. And it's obvious if you just think about how many there are others we're obviously going to make an impact especially the things we do in the world yeah there's many other forms of of environmental you know pollution you know there's there's plastic we we created plastic around 70 years ago and every piece of plastic that has been made is still in the world today you know so every toothbrush you've ever had is still somewhere in the world we just basically box it off and ship it to other countries we can't get rid of it you can break it down and break it down, but it, it just goes smaller and smaller. And that's what microplastics are. And microplastics are everywhere. Um, there, there's a study, a recent study that they found, um, they found microplastics in breast milk. Like how crazy is that? It's because it's in the food that we eat. You know, you think plastic just breaks down and ends up in the ocean. Okay, so the fish eat it. We eat the fish. It goes into our bodies. Um, there's another study that says we eat about a credit card's worth of plastic every single week in microplastics. It's just everywhere now. We, we can't get rid of it, and we, we don't understand the implications of having this plastic in our bodies yet. Um, it, it's, it's a dangerous and slippery slope, the amount of plastic that we have. We've gotten down to it being a problem. You know, even McDonald's have said they've stopped using um, plastic straws, and even though everyone hates the paper ones... You know, because it's going to, you know, we want to save the turtles, you know, but it's a very, you know, it's a drop in the ocean. You know, the majority of plastic pollution in the water is fishing nets. You know, I think it's over, it's over 50% of plastic pollution that's in the water are fishing nets. And, you know, animals are getting trapped in it and die. I think it's only like 0.07% of plastic that's in the ocean is things from, is things like straws and cups and things like that. Not to say that we shouldn't, you know, be using reusable cups and things like that, but just to put into perspective, you know, the animal agriculture business is the biggest contributor to everything, basically. It's not good, you know, but there's obviously other forms of pollution, like noise pollution. Just think about how noisy we are and how it upsets all the other animals in the world. And it's like I said, we are connected, so you start upsetting and killing off other species... It's going to have repercussions. We have no idea, you know, we, we only scratch the surface of the benefits that other animals give to us. Why should we go mow them down before we even figure that out? You know, we just need to chill out. Um, but, you know, there's light pollution as well. You know, think about New York City, the city that never sleeps. No animal can survive in that. It'll wreck their sleeping patterns and all sorts. Um... Obviously, there's fossil fuels like cars. I recently bought my dream vehicle. I'm sat in it right now. This is the new studio. Um, it's a 1981 uh, VW T25, and I love it. 
uh, but I'm still I have so much guilt for you know using and buying petrol um, it's a really bad contributor to the environment I think the majority of people know this already but it's one of those things like I I, I need this vehicle to um, come here to Ireland and, and help these seals which has other good you know repercussions I live a vegan diet which is the best thing you can do for the climate you know I'm not perfect I'm just trying to do the best I can um, the reason I will put being vegan over everything else is because you're harming it's a direct harm to another you know you're literally killing people you're killing animals and it'd be cool if we didn't do that you know things like burning fossil fuels yeah that's going to harm the animals in the world and it's a harm on us as well um you know it's not great none of it's great really i'm still going to feel guilty about it for using cars and i hope that we can move to electric as quick as possible um, there's actually a company that like converts these old classic cars into electric. It's like a million pounds. So I'm gonna start a Patreon, everyone. And if you wanna donate, I'm gonna convert this to electric. That was a joke. Don't send me money. But yeah, so much of what we do um, is destroying the world, and a lot of it comes down to farming. Like I said. Even things like pesticides, pesticides are ridiculous. You know, the amount of harm that it causes to other animals and the environment, you know, you're weighing up the the, the benefits. There is none. We, we did a study about it in um, uni. It basically showed, like, when we started using pesticides up, up until now, and we have had no impact in, you know, the control of pests, We've increased the amount of pesticides we use, but the amount of pests that are destroying crops has also increased. So since they were created, we have literally had no impact on the thing that we want it to impact. Instead, we're just destroying the environment. Anyway, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I hope I've shed some light on some of the problems that we are creating because of the way we live our lives and, and the impact it's having on the environment. And, you know, the environment shouldn't be a scary word that we just brush off. We should really think about the impact that we have. A year or two ago, I, I started to have this really existential crisis about rubbish, about litter. You know, because when, when, when we grow up, we're taught, you know, put your rubbish in the bin. That is good, you know. But, like, is it? Because where does that rubbish go? No one thinks about where your rubbish goes you put a plastic uh, crisp wrapper in the bin and oh look how tidy your kitchen is now but where does that go it goes into landfill or it's burnt or it goes in the ocean there's no other options okay in terms of recycling plastic we can only recycle something two or three times so you know when you feel good about putting plastic bottle in the recycling it can only be recycled two or three times and it's broken down and it will always end up in landfill or in the ocean. It just breaks down so small that we can't see it anymore, but it's still there and it's it's causing problems in our, in, in our environment, you know. Um, the best thing that we can do is reduce the impact that we have. And there's so many ways you can do that. Just give it a Google. Again, I'm not perfect. I'm just trying to figure things out and hopefully help other people figure things out as well. Um 
But yeah, I've been talking for too long. To conclude, um, being vegan helps the planet for so many reasons. You know, living a vegan lifestyle can reduce carbon emissions by 73%. How amazing is that? The amount of carbon and, and nasty things that are basically going into the environment is caused by the production and, you know, purchasing meat. Okay? So if we stop doing that... How good would that be? You know, and and also a lot of the brands that are popping up that are vegan also strive to be, you know, carbon neutral, you know, no plastic waste and, you know, the, the way that they make it, you know, it has they they want to make as little impact as possible. Um because, you know, they are aware of these same issues, you know, they they want to help. Um and that's cool, you know, you, you just it's cool. It's cool. Just just be vegan. Do you know what I mean? That's the moral of the story. But if you want to learn more, you know, have a Google, watch some documentaries, uh, have a read up on things, and just talk to people about it. You know, it, it, a lot of it is to do with education. You know, I can get annoyed sometimes because um, I'm like, why doesn't everyone know this? Why, if everyone knew, you know, that we were destroying the world, everyone would change. Um but sometimes people just don't know, you know, when I'm doing these educational talks and I say animal agriculture is one of the biggest impacts on the environment. And by reducing your meat intake, you are helping, you know, reduce and slow the change in our climate. And, you know, people are like, wow, I didn't know that. And I suppose that that makes me feel good that I've I've passed that on and they might act differently in their day to day life that has a positive impact on the environment. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to go now, but thanks for listening. Fear, the idea of personal change. Because you think that we have to sacrifice something to get something out. Your brain's not too bad.